1: How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. What's happening in Gina world? I don't oh, know why I so like that. So I've
2: had uh, – like in my happy place uh, today because um, when I go out a lot and do a lot of stuff, I need to like recharge as the introvert yeah. that I am. Mm-hmm. And so like to me my happy place is a day of editing – when I'm just like straight up editing mm. images and I can binge watch stuff as I do it.
1: Like uh, you, you mean on the side, like you yeah, don't Netflix. have to pay attention to the editing. Except, <laughs> except,
2: well, no, I'm paying attention to my editing, but mm. I can have something going to entertain right. me. Yes. And, uh, I like, thought
1: that your thing was X Factor or The Voice or something.
2: No. Mm. Oh, God, keep up, Val. Oh, sorry. You know, keep up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, Will and Grace. Oh, I love <laughs> it's, Will and Grace. It's happy place. How and good I, is Will and Grace? I, I, it took me yeah. ages to even because you know what? I didn't want to be disappointed, and I didn't want to see them all like looking. Not like they did. Because you know when you don't see someone for 20 yeah. years? Yeah. yeah, Or in our case, you don't see someone for like a month and yes. like, you yeah. know, people are changing all the time. Yes. But like when you see people that you've loved or if they've been part of your sort of, uh, you know, growing up or whatever. Mm. And then, yeah. But, oh my God, they they actually look exactly the same. They look exactly the same.
1: Exactly they look the better. same. Oh. And they're just as funny. It's, they're funny, and yeah, I get it. And I love how um, I just love. I love all of them. And Karen's assistant, or is it, or is it Grace's assistant? Anyway, someone's assistant. Grace's Karen, assistant. Grace's assistant. Yeah, is um, he is. I know. In the original cast of
2: Hamilton. It's that's the in joke. That's why they put him in there, and he's so uh, that's good. why. But like he is, uh, he's probably a huger deal mm-hmm. in the states than all they all are because it's like such a big deal. Yeah, I Over love this. yeah And it, you know, I thought, oh my god, it's not going to date well, and it's not going to be as good. But it is. It's awesome. Oh, it's so I wonder good, if this so will good. bring on a like a whole new sort of, um, you know. Series of remakes, like what would you like to see remade? Um, because well, they're doing um, Roseanne. All the nineties oh. is coming back, like all those right. shows that were big in the nineties. I think Roseanne was in the nineties.
1: With with Roseanne, yes, right. They're come, doing I think the, it's, uh, they're February doing Full December. House without the Olsen twins.
2: Yeah, yeah, and Roseanne. That, the friends won't happen, I don't think.
1: No. But anyway, this is not so you want to watch television. This is so you want to so be, wanna be a photographer.
2: 90s sitcom star.
1: <laughs> um, I, actually, do you remember there was a show called Valerie, which then became Valerie's Family uh, because Valerie actually left, and that is where I discovered or fell in love with or got a massive crush on Jason
2: Bateman. Oh, I oh. love Jason Hang on. Bateman. What's- What else was he in? So you want to be a 90s sitcom star. What
1: else is he in? development. I promise we'll
2: talk about photography at some point in the show, guys.
1: And he's currently in Ozark, which is absolutely
2: brilliant. I love him. I love him. Ozark, you know.
1: I, I prefer the him.
2: original. What was it? Um, what original? The show was has ripped off
1: Breaking Bad. It did not yeah. rip off Breaking Bad, and it, we should rip off the of Breaking bad. And no, it's not it at all. Breaking Bad. <laughs> anyway, let us move on. Um, apart from I haven't been binge-watching Will and Grace, I need to catch up actually. I'm uh, probably an episode behind. Uh, but I did go to Brisbane and while I was there I took myself out on a creative date uh, and I went to see the musical Kinky Boots. So oh, how that was, was that? How was it? It was fun. It was just fun, entertaining, lots of colour, you yeah. know. Who's the lead in that? I don't know. I, it wasn't someone I recognised. Right. And I think it was different to the lead in Sydney. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, um, it was good fun. But uh, I didn't get to do a lot of photography when I was there. It was raining. I'm not good in the rain. I know you love rain.
2: Yeah, you are a cat, though, Val. You are a yeah. cat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you texted a cat. If I texted they text a cat. You back. Uh, if you I text, text you a, back, Gina. If you text a dog. hmm. They text
1: you back straight away. I text you back. Like, I text you back. Yeah, anyway, you're very good that way. Yeah, so let's move on. We're sorry, everyone. <laughs> this is our chance to catch up. This is up. how we catch up. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a few points that we want to cover off this week, including how to transition from day job to photography Backlighting and photo composite tips. So three quite different topics, but they've been inspired by some questions that we've been asked in the Gold community. So Chad has said um, that he's from the the Gold community online, from uh, uh, yeah, yeah, podcast community. Val. Yes. So Chad has said that um, I'm from Kansas City area of the United States. I love that there are so many listeners from all over the world, and so Chad is in the podcast community and if you want to join us on Facebook it's free just search for so you want to be a sorry so you want to be a photographer podcast community on Facebook and request to join we'd love to have you in there um Chad has said, my story is that I'm a 47-year-old father of two youngish kids who has fallen in love with photography fairly late in life. I know lots of people like you, Chad. Mm. Um, One of my jobs is that on weekends, I'm a working musician with music education in my background. In 1999, however, I blew out my hands from overuse and had to fight my way back for years to get to the point where I could perform on the weekends again. Unfortunately, I've never been able to push my abilities on the drums past where they were when I became injured. I have had a second-hand Nikon DSLR for a couple of months now and fell in love with photography immediately. I realized a couple of weeks ago that the reason I've fallen so hard for photography is because this new passion has replaced something inside me that has been missing since I could no longer push my musical abilities without re-injuring myself. With photography, I can now grow again. That's something I love with no concerns of injury. My wife is concerned I will only spend money without expectation of making money as well. <laughs> I wonder what you would say to that. Here are a few results so far and, um, and Chad's included some images, um, you know, some, some of his shots, including a bicycle picture just for Gina. Yes. So we have, we'll put the uh, images in the show notes which you can find at Gina, Alicia. Dot com. Now, I have to say, Chad doesn't mind the rain or, or getting wet. It's probably a sprinkler. No. But his shots are gorgeous. They They're are. just they fantastic. Bell. I love <laughs> them. No, no wonder he's embraced photography because he's clearly a natural at it, a natural at <laughs> composition, a natural at, um, uh, you know, what makes a good shot, a, a, a natural at balance. The, the night type is, shot is just artistic. It's just beautiful. Um, so, yeah, check them out if you want to have a look at them at ginamalish.com in the show notes. What, what's your answer to Chad's
2: concern? So, firstly, oh, nice I mean, when I read this, I actually it made me a bit emotional. I think it was like he 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 told his story so beautifully, and and you know the fact that he says he he, he couldn't play anymore, but then he's found something to you know be another thing that he can be creative to to kind of replace that that music thing. I think is really cool, and you know I can certainly um I've, I've heard many people say before, well, this is what I want to do, whether it's it's pursuing any art form, but the people around them aren't supporting them, and or often saying, "Well, you know, there's no guarantee that you're going to be a success at this, and how do you know you're going to make money?" So, um, I think that the the thing to do is if you've decided that like this is what you want to do, Chad, and you want to work out a way that you can uh, make a career or 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 use photography to uh, be uh, like a a side hustle for you, then I, I think definitely uh, pursue that dream and uh, the first thing you want to do is uh, not give up your day job I think that's so important for for a couple of reasons firstly you know you obviously need that money coming in to to support you and your family as you're you're growing your photography business but secondly when you have uh, an income behind you as you're trying to grow another business what it does is you knowing that means that you're not going to be jumping at every uh, single job and you lose that desperate energy that you have if it's You know, you have to rely on every single job that comes your way to to you know make ends meet. So I think that's really important. And I I did it as I was growing my career. I worked nights in a restaurant until I I was making enough money. There's this point where you go, you I I couldn't. sustain the night work anymore and be working through the day I was just like working too much and so I made the jump to uh, I think I just cut my hours back more and more of the of the other job until finally I let go and I became a full-time photographer the other thing you can do Chad is you're in a really good position to use the industry that you already know and love and make that a part of your photography so you're a musician and you, it sounds like you, you have been or are a successful musician. So, no doubt you would know a lot of other musicians. And what do musicians need? Photos. Yeah. So, the first thing, what I would do, and, and as a musician who is transitioning to becoming a photographer, you are going to be able to, like, every, um, Every career, every genre, like they—they they have their own shorthand. There, there is a way of communicating. Like you know how to speak to musicians. Mm. You know what they like, and so you could be like a, a musician's photographer, and you'll know like how to photograph a drummer. You're just going to know when the drummer looks good at what point. Whereas maybe someone who has never drummed before in their life is not going to be able to understand that. You're also going to feel super comfortable on a stage and, you know, w- working around in, in night, low light with the music on. You'll know where to step. You'll know where it's cool. You'll know all the bouncers. You'll know, uh, you know, the people behind the scenes. You'll be able to get access to shows. So I would start out uh, offering – photo sessions for folio not for free for folio you're shooting to build your folio and get out there and start shooting uh people that you know in that industry and then from there you can branch out so you always start with uh warm leads and by warm leads it's people that you know that uh, that will already support you in in doing what you love and so to your wife and with her concerns and i know you've got a young family too like you can you can continue with your teaching uh and keep that up and so you keep the money coming in but you can also pursue the, the the band work and then uh after a little while, if you once you've got a folio to show, then you can start picking up uh, regular paid gigs doing. Uh, uh- Covers for, for CDs and promo posters, they all need that work. And then you can branch out to other areas of the entertainment industry because you're an entertainer, you're going to know all these people or know people who know them. Have you got anything to add to that, Val? I think
1: that um, now I'm first of all going to assume that you want to make money from it, <laughs> um, you know, judging by what you have said. And if you do want to make money of it from it, then obviously, yes, it's not going to happen. Straight away or overnight, necessarily, although it might happen sooner than you think. But I think it's important to put it out there is that if you have, um, I guess, by way of example, and, and to give yourself a timeline. So, by way of example, many years ago when I decided that, that I wanted to get paid as a speaker, you know, to, to speak at conferences and keynote events and stuff like that, I decided to to give myself a timeline of a year. Now, in retrospect, I possibly could have done it in less time, like maybe in six months. But anyway, at the time, I didn't know, so I gave myself a year. And I decided, okay, well, I need experience first. And with the experience, often you needed – I needed in the speaking world anyway to do a few free gigs before just to get practice really. Mm. And um, and I did that. But one of the things that I did was made sure my business card said – Right underneath it, Valerie Ku keynote speaker, so that people were clear from, you know, straight away that <clears throat> that's what I was able to do. I also made sure I put it on my website that, I, that there was a speaking section on my website that's, that um, was about how you can engage me as a speaker for your event. And so, within, a, so I did those two things at the same time. And within a week, I got my first speaking gig—not a paid speaking gig, but a a proper speaking gig, nonetheless. You know, with mm. a proper crowd and all of that, some kind of business networking event. Um, and I think because I had it in my head that I wanted to get paid after a year, it was—it just kind of happened. Literally a, a year later, I got my first paid gig, and um, like I said, you. That is a timeline that was specific to my circumstances and specifically for um, speaking, which is which wasn't something that I was concentrating on full-time. It was something I did on the site as well. Um, you would have totally different timelines and totally different expectations uh, and that's okay, but do what works for you. Give yourself some kind of a timeline to aim for and also make sure you put it out there. Make sure people know that you're available for for photography, make sure you talk about to other people the gigs that you do, um, the the, the f- photography gigs that you do, so that uh, people can hear about you know your other clients and they go, oh, he has clients. Um, uh, um maybe he can maybe he can do photography for me. Hmm. Another really good example, um a friend of mine, she's a travel writer. You know, there was a period in her life where she was kind of going, "Oh, I'm wondering where my next gig is going to come from, and she wasn't sure you know whether it was going to be a sustainable income. And then she went to this party or this networking event, and somebody said to her, and it, it happened to be a busy period in her work um she had a lot of deadlines that week and somebody said to her oh yeah how are you going and she said oh actually i could not take another job on this month because it's so full and the very next day that guy <laughs> rang her and said can you do this job even though she had just said i can't possibly do another job more one another job this month and she realized she just needed to change the narrative of her life yeah. and she said as soon as she changed the narrative The work just walked in the door. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully that's helpful for you, Chad, and anyone else who's in that situation.
2: And one more thing, Chad, that that, that is also important. Um, it, it, like as you're doing this, really, you focus on learning the craft. So everything you can do possibly to uh, master the craft is going to help you uh, become more successful as a photographer. So shoot every day. It doesn't matter if it's uh, even if it's off a smartphone, but that will help you with composition and timing. And you know you've got your kids to photograph. Keep photographing them go to as many gigs have your camera with you all the time shoot 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 learn editing do do whatever you can to improve as a photographer that's going to help you um you know pick up the jobs a lot faster because that's what's going to set you apart from the other photographers that are out there
1: All right, thank you, Chad. So let's move on to our next topic, which is about backlighting, because one of our listeners, Mike, all the way from Boston, uh, has uh, given us this shot, and we've put we've put it in the show notes. And it's a great shot of uh, at a wedding, and it's of the bride and groom. They're kissing, and they're in the middle, um, and it's quite a dark background. But in so they're in front. they're in the foreground, and behind them is a light that is shining kind of in between the space between them, um, like just under their chins, sort of thing. So, uh, Micah said, I just took this shot last night at a wedding here in the Boston area, and it's one of my first backlit off camera flash attempts. I shot it at 1 125th at F7.1 ISO 125. In Lightroom, I dropped the exposure a touch to make it mono, along with playing with the contrast and clarity slider. And basically, he's asked for our thoughts. So, again, if you want to have a look at the image, it is in the show notes at ginamilitia.com. But otherwise, yeah, it is as I described with the bride and groom kissing and the backlight coming through the space in the middle. Um, But the rest of
2: it's quite dark. All right, go, Gina. All right. So, yeah. Hi, Mike. I, I, I love the image and I love the idea behind it. It's very cool. And shooting in this way is like particularly often at weddings and wedding receptions, it's it can be difficult to find good locations, good clean locations where you can get great portraits of the bride and groom. And often at night you know, you're limited. There isn't great light and you've kind of got the opportunity, you've got the the reception itself where there's chairs stacked up against walls or the waiters walking through the shot or like, you know, it just might be, uh, you know, brick walls or something like that. So working with uh, exposure and light, you can actually do exactly what Mike's done here by by using his aperture and a fairly high shutter speed, he's managed to get rid of any ambient light that was in the shot. So he's shooting as at f7.1 at a low ISO at night, which means that all the camera is really going to be able to pick up is the illumination from the flash. So behind the bride and groom, there could be uh, 50 people uh, watching on, sit, sitting around tables, you know, um, and, and or it could be like any... Anywhere, but he's managed to create this really clean uh, and, and simple and elegant looking shot. So well done, and well done on experimenting, and well done on experimenting at a wedding, which is like, you know, really cool. But, uh, you know, I've done stuff like that as well. Like, hey, maybe I'll I'll just try this now and have a go. And so now from here, you can take this and next opportunity you have or next wedding you shoot or next time you've just got someone that you can uh, work with and try this out again. To take this shot to the next level, what I would try with the flash is just drop the flash so that it's a little lower to the ground. So you've got it kind of uh, at their, at their shoulders. So it's, it's kind of flashing in between them uh, just sort of under their chins. If you, uh, and also by the look of it, the angle of the, you can actually change on flashes. You can change the angle of light so you can have a very uh, narrow beam or you can have a very wide beam with the light, you can change that so that it's got like a focus element in it, most speed lights. So you can either, it'll spread the light all over the room at a wide angle or a very narrow beam. So by the looks of it, you've got a quite a narrow beam. So it's just lighting um, through the middle in between the couple. If you were to broaden that beam, what would happen and lower the angle Of the flash, what would happen is you would catch the outline of the couple as well and light them up a bit better and separate them uh, a little more from the background. So at the moment, you're getting a little bit of highlight just on the guy and just over the girl's head, but I think you could uh, probably increase that a little bit more, and I think that would uh, make the shot. uh, a little more dynamic and uh, perhaps a little bit more light would spill onto their faces. The other thing that I would try is add a diffuser to the light just to soften it and spread it out a bit more so that you got uh, maybe a tiny bit more detail on the bride and groom's face uh, as well, uh, but the, yeah, I think it's uh, it's a really cool shot. I've also seen this done. Like you can do it if it's raining, it backlit rain like that it looks amazing because the flash uh, stops all the droplets. You uh, you can also add a coloured gel. Now, what what episode was it? A couple of episodes ago, uh, I think we we talked about using gels in photography, coloured gels. So maybe like a warming gel or a um, blue gel could look quite cool in the background uh, as well. So there's some other things that you want to maybe experiment with when you do this next. But well done, Mike. It's uh, really cool. Oh, and one more thing, positioning of the couple as well. Maybe if you try moving them across to maybe a third of the way in mm-hmm. rather than sort of dead centre in the frame, kind of makes the image look a little more dynamic. But, yeah, well done.
1: Love it. Yeah, great work, Mike. Fantastic. Now we have another photo from the UK. This is Grant from the UK and he's <laughs> uploaded a photo that where he's done some um, um, he's done some photo composite work and he has had a client who is a graphic designer and web designer who wanted to showcase his involvement in a variety of projects from inception to delivery. So what he's done is he's shot the client um, kind of like at a desk at, at on three sides of the desk in three different positions but then done a composite where there's three kind of like clones of the client doing the various things that – not the not doing. Uh, sorry, three various clones of the um, graphic designer doing all of the things that this graphic designer and web designer does. So it's quite a clever photo, um, where yeah, three of the same guy are seated at the same table in three different spots doing different things. So what Grant said is that he was he shot the the image in portrait mode with the table being the one constant. Then in post, he um, layered the picture before masking and erasing the various pics. And he's just looking for some feedback on this composite. Well, firstly, I think it's a fantastic idea because mm. you know when you want to show that one person can do multiple tasks, it's um, it's a it's a great idea to show them as like little replicas of each other doing all of those different tasks because visually, then people understand that the manpower and the skills that this person has is actually not just one person but is many people. So, very very good idea. Um, in terms of the actual composite itself, Gina, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think it's a. Uh, I think it's an awesome idea, and it's a, like a, a really good thing that you can sell to your clients as well when you're showing them. So I think he's executed it really well. Uh, so well done on that. To in terms of taking this image to the next level, I like. In terms of your uh, photography and the Photoshop that you've done so far, I think it it, it looks really good. A couple of things. Uh, firstly, with the background, there is uh, three images on the background behind the, the person on the wall, and you can yep. also see the description of each of the artwork, and there's also uh, three hooks that are empty on the wall. So it's obviously you've shot in a space that's uh, maybe where like it looks like a gallery space to me or the designers' workshop. So um, they're they're a bit distracting to me because it's like this really uh, kind of this complicated uh, composition that you've got got going on with the, with the three guys. I think if they weren't in the back, I, I don't think it needs anything in the background for it to work. I think with this sort of stuff, the cleaner the background, uh, I think the, um, the 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 better the image would look. So at the very least, I would retouch out the um, the hooks, the empty hooks on the wall, so. It's just those little details. Uh, the other thing is I would probably have shot this as a horizontal, just so that the client gets uh, more use out of it online and in, in many different publications. And so that there was, uh, I'd have uh, maybe empty space either side of, of the whole composite or have them spread out a bit more um, and and make use of that whole uh, horizontal image. And then if they wanted to, if they wanted to crop it square, they could or if they wanted to give them the option of cropping it as a vertical format or cropping it as a horizontal um, finally uh, I think it's just uh, with photo composites uh, it's the tiny little details that you don't notice uh, as you're doing it that that are going to help sell the image overall so I think the 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 way I do the, these sorts of uh, photo comps is uh, I use um, software called Capture One. And what it allows me to do is it allows me to shoot an image and then overlay the second image over the top of the image. And I can ghost it back and I can then position my next person so that I know that when I'm creating the image, I'm not overlapping. Uh, the people. So what? What? What he's done with this image is like you set up your set, and it's called a hot set. Nothing's allowed to move on the set where the laptop is, and there's a notebook placed on it, and then you've got your. Uh, the, the three chairs and separate them in a way that, that nothing's overlapping and nothing is touching. And then you get your model to sit in each place and make sure you do a test shot and make sure that nothing is like, it all looks good. It could be, or you can get three people to sit there for you so that you know that the composite is going to work. And then, you need to make sure that when you're doing your layering, uh, like all you need to do is then stack the three images and brush back each cut out each section and you'll get the, um, the image revealing. So there's one frame where you've got your guy sitting on the right of the image, the second frame uh, where the guy's in the middle, and the third frame where the guy's on the left-hand side. And then I always do uh, a shot where it's just uh, an empty plate where there isn't anyone there just in case I need to do some changes. But I can notice that the guy on the right-hand side, Grant, doesn't have any shadow- shadows mm. under his feet. Under his feet. At- or the chair so it it kind of looks like he's just floating there and it looks like he's been placed there and sort of it's hard to tell because it's a low res image but he does look like he's been cut out and but if you had have used this technique where you lock off the camera nothing moves focal length doesn't change and you do you just get your model to move from shot from left to, to middle to right it's a really easy um, way it, it composite after that it's not not it's not that difficult in photoshop to get a really sort of natural looking shot and then if you wanted to you could actually uh light them individually so that so that everyone had some light so i just think the guy on the right could probably do with a, a little bit more lightning and have more detail in his hair and you need to just make sure that uh the shadows under his chair and under his feet, the reflections in the floor come back and then you've got like a, a good shot. But, but well done. It's not easy and the more you do it, the, the easier it gets and you realize like all the little things that if you put everything in place before you start, camera's locked off, focus is locked off, you do a, it's the test shot first, you're going to get an amazing image
1: yep wonderful okay fantastic um thanks for sending us the image and good luck with your future composites grant all right that brings us to the end of this week's episode almost what are you doing in the
2: coming week gina or in the coming few days all right, so I've got uh, a bag of editing, heaps of editing to do, Val, so mm-hmm. like some binge-watching uh, I think will be coming, more binge-watching, which is really cool, and then I'm working on a tutorial for the for the goal community. So I just did one that uh, on uh, shooting in Sri Lanka, Val. Uh, ah, with yes. It, yeah, and taking uh, everyone through the different stages that I did mm-hmm. the shot in and sort of – Different ways that you can uh light the same image so it's I, I showed them how to set up a portrait and light just using daylight and and it was backlit valve. so how you can actually get a good skin tone when someone's backlit and also then mm. uh adding light to that image and uh you know, taking it to the next level and the difference between lighting, but lighting it in such a way that like it's hard when something's backlit to get it to look like the lighting is natural. So, you know, bringing back the detail in the background. So that's like a step-by-step tutorial that, that runs through that. And then the, uh, Process taking that through Lightroom and then into Photoshop to to get the end result. So, yeah, I love your
1: tutorials, fantastic. I love the way you explain stuff, it's always um, unique but very, very clear. (laughs) 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 All right, if you want to find out more about the gold community, then check out ginamilitia.com and click on join the community. We'd love to see you in there. All right, then, where do we find you online, Gina?
2: So you can find me on all social media platforms. It's at Gina Militia, G I N A M I L I C I A. I'm also in the So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community, which is like, God, those guys are funny. They make me laugh. What? Okay, in what sense? <laughs> They're so entertaining. In what sense? They just like crack me up with the jokes, and uh, oh. and you know what? They they keep sending and the me and Nutella. Uh,
1: the Nutella. Yes. Oh, my so God. Did you see Nutella.
2: the one that oh, got posted in there um, about the guy who bathed in,
1: like, I don't know, 60 tons of Nutella or something
2: ridiculous? Yeah, I know. But the thing with the Nutella, Val, is, mm. yes, that is a fantasy of mine, to bath in Nutella. But, like, mm. in my in my fantasy, I'm somewhere, like, you know, overlooking Lake Como, and it'll be a, a timber, like a hot tub, you know, and the Nutella needs to be warm because, like, I watched that guy get in, and I'm like, oh, I haven't thought this fantasy through because in the stark white bathroom where he's taped up all his, um, all the jets on his, <laughs> on his spa. Oh can you imagine God. what that would do to your bath? Because oh, I'm no. looking at that gun, I'd never get the chocolate out of the uh, sides no. of the bath, and you know, no. so yeah, it. And and then as he got in, it was like it was cold. I'm like, oh, it just doesn't. Yeah, I'd, warm Nutella, yes, I would do that. Yeah, but I'm constantly getting sent photos of buckets of of Nutella and things like that. So I love it. Yeah.
1: I love it. One day we'll make it happen.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: Um, You can find me at Valerie Koo, K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram and also in the podcast community. We'd love to see you in there as well. So just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and request to join. So thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks,
0: guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer.